I want you to turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. Not be very long. I have a part in a funeral service this afternoon, and so I'm not going to keep you uh, extremely long. I'll keep it under an hour and a half. And uh, you know I'm not that long-winded, but uh, I do have a part. Appreciate your prayers. It'll be a busy day. But service this morning, part in a funeral this afternoon, and then service tonight. So, uh, but I know God is able. God's able to give us strength. Hebrews chapter five. If you found it, would you stand with me in honor of God's word? Hebrews chapter five. And I believe the writer of the book of Hebrews is the Apostle Paul, writing to these Hebrew Christians. And, and he writes in verse 12, For when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I want to talk about spiritual maturity this morning, and I want to call it Let's Grow. Let's Grow. All right, Father in heaven, thank you this morning for your word. We know that your word is truth. And Father, we pray now as we look into it, give us the ability to rightly divide your word. Give us open ears to hear and open hearts to receive from it. And Father, challenge us this morning to a closer walk with you, a deeper walk and a deeper relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I know in different ways uh, through in the past I've touched on this, but I, I thought really, I, I, I love to see it on the prayer list when they have so many of them. For last week, for our week of prayer and fasting, they're saying pray, they're praying for spiritual growth. You want a deeper walk and relationship with God. And folks, I, I'm right there too. I want more in 2024. I want more. I want to go deeper. I want something better. I want a, 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 a greater anointing than I've ever had before. I want a deeper relationship and a walk with God. But you know what? As a pastor, when I pick up on that, I, I think, how, how, can I, how can I get you headed in the right direction? How can I really challenge you for this? Because I've believe this is a need of churches, not, not just our churches, but a lot of churches, where people really need to grow spiritually. It will help you in your walk with the Lord. And so I think there's a lot of Christians, we could say, outside of our doors that need this too. But um, there should be depth to our Christian walk. Really, there should be. We should be Growing, it should be, uh, you know, and I and I love it that we have babies in our church. I love it. They don't they don't mess me up. Don't make me lose my place or anything. I I we we we'll deal with. It. I'll we'll take the kids, and I like it. We got Corbin back there. We got Lila here. We got you know others that are growing up, and some of you some some of these grown kids now were little babies once, and they cried too. You know. Believe it or not, they cried, and it's okay. I'd rather take the kids. But, you know, we hope that they'll grow. 
Because if they don't grow, there's something wrong. There's something terribly wrong, medically wrong, when a baby, when a child is not gaining weight, they're not getting taller, they're, they're not developing in their speech, they're not learning new words. You know, I hear with Lila, it's something new. She, and, I, and, and I love this stage. I love it. She walks through the door and says, Dad, Dad, you know, before she says, Mama, and I, you know, I, I, and I love that. But you know what? I'm expecting that she's not going to be 20 years old walking in the door and saying, Dad, 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 you know, she's going to grow up. And it's the same way. It's the same way with us as Christians. At some point, we've got to grow. We have got to grow. And that's the problem with some of these early Christians that I believe Paul's writing to. He said, well, you ought to be the teacher of the class. But you have need, he's saying, this is kind of in my, in my thinking, he said, well, you ought, to, you ought to be teaching the class. You have one need that you go back and learn all over again. He was seeing some signs in their lives or in this early church, in the lives of these early believers that they you know, they weren't growing on schedule like they really needed to be. They needed to go back to the beginning. It was time to leave the milk. The milk was necessary. The milk was necessary for growth. But let me tell you something. You just don't take somebody at Corbin's age or, or Lila's age and take them to Golden Corral. Doesn't that sound good? And you don't take them to Golden Trough right now and, 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 and put a bunch of food in there. They can't handle it. They can't handle a big old piece of steak. Not yet. Hopefully someday they can. But so that's why he's saying some in baby Christians... They were unskillful in the Word. They needed to go back to the milk of the Word. They weren't strong enough to handle the meat. And so he was pointing out that they really needed to grow spiritually. And I believe we have some Christians. We've got some spiritual giants in here. And I'm seeing growth in your life. I'm seeing it as a pastor. And as a pastor, I want you to grow spiritually. I want you to gain things from the preaching of the Word, whether it's me, whether it's an evangelist, whether it's uh, any kind of guest speaker, whether it's Sunday school. I want you to be taking it and growing spiritually. That's my desire for you, is that you grow that way. But, you know, some Christians still act like spiritual infants. They do. I'm not saying here. I mean in other places. Here, you're doing good. But there's others that say, if I can't have my way, I'll just quit. If they can't have my way, I'll just quit paying my tithes. I'll show them. And why did he pick me and or pick why did he pick them instead of picking me? And you know, why how come they, you know they throw like a spiritual temper tramp, tamp, tantrum down on the floor, just kicking and screaming. Well, we gotta take it as adults. We got to grow. You know, all right, or like the Christian says, uh, they didn't even pastor didn't even shake my hand this morning. Or you know what? Sometimes I can't shake everybody's hand, you know. But as spiritual adults. We don't let that stuff bother us. It's time 
to grow. And I understand, new Christians need teaching. New Christians need adult Christians to help them along. These babies, you don't just leave them to themselves. They need to be cared for. And the same thing with new Christians. They've got to be cared for. You know, sometimes it would do us good to have an inflow of, of some new converts, so we have them to, to take care of, to help them grow. And at some point, they need to grow. They need the teaching. They're unskillful, but at some time, they should mature in their Christian walk. And so, you know, but there are some signs. There are some things, some real marks of spiritual maturity that I want you to strive for. I want you to see if you have this in your life or see if it's an area that you need to work on. And I, I think a real sign of, or a mark of spiritual maturity is when you have the ability to feed yourself. When you can feed yourself. You can't expect a baby to sit there with a knife and a fork and just feed it. Molly has to heat their, their baby food up, and, and then they got the little tiny spoon or the little spoon with the rubber coating on it. You remember what I mean. And you do the thing, let's do the airplane. Let's open wide. And so we can put it in there. And you know what? For a baby, that's cute. I've probably done it a time or two. But you know what? As soon, my, with my grandson's... Cassandra no longer has to do that. She doesn't do that to Jacob and Zachary, right? They have the ability to feed themselves, <laughs> and I'm glad for that. You know, like a 17-year-old is still saying, open wide, you know, here comes the airplane. It doesn't have to. You know why? Because they've grown up. And, you know, as spiritual uh, Christians, you need to have the ability to feed yourself, and you do that through spending time in God's Word. It means at times throughout the day, throughout your week, you've got to sit down with the book and open this book and open it and read it for yourself. I know we can do that. When we're here at, uh, for church and we get something out of Sunday school, the morning worship service and all, but what are you doing through the week? Come on. It's like the children of Israel. When God provided manna for the children of Israel, he didn't put it right on their plates. It was out in the field. They had to gather it. There was some responsibility on their part. And it's the same thing with us. It doesn't work if you put it under a pillow at night. You've got to open it, and you've got to read it. And how much? You know what? At least six verses are better than no verses. One chapter is at least better than no chapters. Three chapters is better than two chapters. You know what? I find out for most Christians, we can always do a little bit more. Come on. We can do more. I understand. It happens to me. I get to running behind in the morning. I'm in a hurry. I can't spend as much time as I would have liked to or I did yesterday. But you know what? Sometime during the day, I can do more. And that's a sign of spiritual growth when we have that ability to feed ourselves. I can't always be there to spoon feed you. You've got to learn to do it on your own. You say, I don't get anything out of it. 
You know, I've been to Bible school. Some others in here, I've been to Bible school. Doesn't mean we understand everything about this book. But I still get in it and read it, study it. Take a, but get a Bible, a, a, a Bible devotional guide to go along with it. Get a daily Bible reading guide. And there's so many apps and things that you can do on your phone nowadays, more than ever. That's why I don't even bother with a Bible reading guide because you have it on your phone. All you got to do is look for it. And why is it? Oh, we could spend hours on Facebook, but we spend five minutes in, in the Bible reading. What's wrong here? Come on. Come on, Christians. Help me out here. Either say amen or owe me. We've got to have the ability to feed ourselves. Number, number two is the ability to fight. The ability to fight. What I mean by this is we don't send babies out to war. Even during a draft, there was an age limit, right? There, gentlemen, you you all that we got a couple of veterans in here. You know, there was an age limit. If you were 17, even you had to be 18, I guess, or that some that lied about their age or whatever. But we just don't send babies, not yet, but maybe, I don't know. Who knows what the world what this world holds? But we don't send babies out to fight. That's for adults. Even David, when he went up against Goliath, Saul wanted him to try on his armor, and he said, I, I've not proved this. I've never used this before. I can't do it. And he picked up the sling, and the sling was okay for that fight. But later, David had the armor. And you know something? You may win some wars with a sling, but you've got to be able to put on the whole armor of God. You know what? This Christian life is a warfare, folks. It's a battle. The devil already has the world. He knows that. It's you as Christians that he doesn't have. And it becomes a day-by-day battle. It's warfare. And God expects you to put on the whole armor of God and be prepared to fight. Come on. He expects us to fight. Not going to send a baby out to war. It's for spiritually mature Christians, and I recognize that this is warfare. It's a battle, and you need to know how to use the whole armor of God, having on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, using the sword of the Spirit, having the shield of faith. All of the pieces of armor have a purpose in your Christian life, and you need to be able to have it on. Come on. So we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. He's not throwing the darts at the world. He's got them. He's throwing them at the Christians. These will protect you. These will help you against discouragement, against defeat, help you to bring the victory in your life if you know how to wear and use the armor. It's the ability to fight. Let me go to the next one. Let me hurry on, is the ability to fear God. You've got to have the ability to fear God. You ever notice with a child there's no fear? Is there? There is no fear, especially when it comes to, you know, I think of that when we put those little plastic things, uh, those little covers over the electrical outlets. Why do we do that? You know what? A kid thinks nothing about sticking a paper clip in one of those. Oh, look at that. Electrical outlet. Ooh, let's put something in there. So we put those little covers. Don't you kids get any ideas now? 
But you know what? You soon find out. I shouldn't only have to worry about adults sticking things unless you're an electrician. And you know something? I don't understand everything about power like Brother Davey, Brother Aaron, Ricky. You all, you all work with this stuff. You know something? I'd rather be a plumber. I'd rather get wet than shocked. You know, I'd be a plumber any day. I'd rather get wet. I'll at least dry off, but I can't stand being shocked. But as an adult, I don't go sticking things in there anymore. Why? Because I have a fear of being shocked. But you never notice when the kids in a, in, in a place like that, like downstairs in the fellowship hall, what do they go for? The steps. There's no fear. Go right for the steps. There's just no fear. And you know what? A spiritually mature person, you got a healthy respect. You got a, res- a fear and a fear of God. A spiritually mature person has to have the fear of God. It's the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says. That's where wisdom starts. We know and we understand that God's presence is everywhere. God understands. God knows what you're thinking. God knows that Brother Jeffries is boring this morning and wish he would sit down and we would be done and we can all go home. I don't know you're thinking that, but God knows everything about you. The very number, the hairs of your head are counted. He knows everything about you. But how come we don't fear him when he knows everything about? You know what? We should all through the day be conscious of God's presence because it would help us to live right, folks. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. Those are only qualities that God has. God knows all of those things. We have to have the ability to fear God. Next one is the ability to bear fruit. You should be bearing fruit. And that's where John said, if you'll abide in the vine, you'll bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. You know, something I, I learned this about our grapevines. I we are having trouble with grapevines. We planted them when we first moved there, what, 30 years ago. And, and, and the trunks of them are big. They're, they're good size. We planted them from when they were just little sprouts, and they, and, they, and they grew, grew real well. We had some years, we had some really good grapes. Now they've just kind of, I'm ready to cut them off, take the chainsaw to them, and start all over again. My, my wife doesn't want me to. And I've asked different ones, and they, you know, I said, I need, need some advice. I've trimmed them, I've pruned them. I want, I want them to bear more fruit. We got a nice grape arbor there, but they're not bearing fruit. One man at a nursery told me, he said, it's older wood that bears fruit. New wood does not bear fruit. You know what it lets me know is that that older, mature branches are the ones that bring forth grapes. And the young branches aren't ready to bring forth grapes. And, you know, you take that and transpose that to our Christian life. Older Christians need to be bearing fruit. 
We can't expect the younger Christians to bear all the fruit. It's up to you. If you're an older Christian and you know the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, uh, you know, all of those, we need to be bearing in our life. And it's not so much for us as it is for others. Others pick that fruit from our life, and they benefit from it. That's why you need to be bearing fruit and more fruit and much fruit. The fruit is the evidence of the Christian life, folks. It's evidence that you are growing. And you know what? You bear fruit. And you can bear bad fruit. You know that? You sow bad things, you reap bad things, and your bad deeds will bear bad fruit or dead fruit, but you need to be bearing good fruit. Come on. We're not, I don't know about people who say, oh, you're judging. Brother Jeffries, you're judging. No, we're called to be fruit inspectors. You'll know them how? By their fruit. You'll know them. You'll know if they're bearing fruit, and you've got to abide in the vine. Not going to bear it any other way. Not going to bear good fruit any other way unless you're in the vine, and the vine is Christ. So we've got to have the ability to bear fruit. Let me give you a last one, and we're going to close. Is the ability to be faithful. You've got to be faithful. Bible says it's required in a steward that he be found faithful. You go to Hebrews chapter 11, that same book we took our, our scripture reading this morning from. In Hebrews chapter 11, it's a faith chapter. And all of these men, women, lists there, all of these people that, uh, that lived by faith, they trusted God because there were people that were filled with faith. Where's your faith? Jesus asked his disciples that. They're out on, a, on the sea, and then a storm comes up, and, you know, they're, they're panicked. He said, where's your faith? Where is your faith? And so we need to be men and women that are filled with faith. And, you know, another side of that is, you know, kids are, a, a, a child has no consciousness of time. They have no, con, no, no, they have no clue. But you know what, as adults... You should have no problem being faithful. Come on. A baby still has to be carried around. They don't, they're not even trained. You know what? We have kids now aren't even taught how to use one of those clocks on the wall in school anymore. It's not a digital clock. They don't know what time it is. That's right. I've heard that. They don't know what, they can't read one of those, what do they call it? Kind of whatever kind of clock. It's got to be a digital clock to know what time it is. But they just don't understand yet. But as adults, you know, it's interesting. In our dentist, our dentist now they'll refuse to see you if you if you're not faithful. Your dentist appointment, you can't go back for a whole year. It, we we are signed a paper saying that we if we don't show up, you know what? I, I said I didn't realize this was such a problem. I have to sign a paper saying if I'm not going to make it that you know they they've agreed to kick me out of their dental office for a whole year, can't come back. I'm liable to have a mouthful of cavities by then. I don't know. But she does something. Here, they're wanting people to be faithful. And you know, we need a whole church full of people that will be faithful. Come on. That's part of spiritual growth is being faithful. Can't wake up one morning, oh, it's raining outside. I think I'll just stay in bed. No. You can be faithful. 
got to be faithful. Some people are more loyal to their jobs than they are to the house of God. Come on. I mean, there was a time I'd kill myself to carry and get to work. I'd risk a snowstorm, a blizzard, a tsunami, or whatever, because I have to be at work. But you know what? It's easy to miss church. That's just not important. I need to be in God's house. I don't know about you. I need it. We need to be faithful. That means being dependable. Can God count on you? Come on. We need to be men and women who are ready to grow spiritually. How about you? Come on. You ready to grow? You ready to grow? Here's some things now. The ability to bear fruit, the ability to be faithful, the ability to fear God, the ability to feed yourself, the ability to fight. All of these things are marks of spiritual maturity. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment. Sister Cassandra, if she'd come back to the piano, please. But I wonder this morning, I'm talking to Christians now. You say, Brother Jeffries, there's some areas I know I've fallen short. But I want to be a spiritually mature Christian. A lot of you have already put it on our prayer list. Yeah, pray for me. I want to grow spiritually. And I've already told you, I think that's great. That's a great prayer request. But you say, I see some areas in my life I really could use some spiritual maturity, spiritual growth. And you slip your hand up and down. So thank you. Brother Jeffries, you're saying, I pray for me. Pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. There's hand. Thank you. Thank you. There's hands. Hands going up. Thank you. You'd say, yeah, that's me. That's me. I've got some areas. God's showing me. The Holy Spirit's revealing to me there's areas I'm falling short, and I just need God's help. Father in heaven, you've seen every hand, and you know each hand represents a heart that wants to be faithful. They want to know how to fight this spiritual warfare. They just need help feeding themselves. They need help with the fear of God. Um, Father, we want to bear fruit. Help each one. Lord, those that had it on the prayer list this week, they want to grow spiritually. Let this be a spiritually mature church because of spiritually mature Christians that attend here. Help us, we pray. Meet us around these altars. Help us to make the necessary changes that would be pleasing to you. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. How about I have decided to follow Jesus?